Ion 2020 episode 191. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, your host of Ion 2020. The place that you come to daily, Monday through Friday, for the news events and things that go on in the 2020 election and the things that are going on with the United States as a whole, especially with the whole idea of impeaching Donald Trump. So uh, that is pretty much what I'm going to talk about a little bit today and also the uh, the release of this whole uh, document with a conversation between the president of Ukraine and also uh, Donald Trump as well. Zelensky, I think, is the name of the president of Ukraine. And I was looking over the document and everything, and I just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit today. And also, the second part of the show, I'll talk about the the impeachment pr- proceedings that are going on. And if it's, you know, my feeling on it, if it's going to affect Donald Trump getting reelected or not. Because that can be a huge... A huge burden to him or it could also be a huge help to him so who knows and that's what I'm going to kind of talk about a little bit today as well so I went I was reading on the hill.com and the first statement that I saw so I was just looking for some articles and stuff like that about the whole transcript that came out with Donald Trump talking to the president of Ukraine and it says the white. This is the from the hill.com. It says White House memo shows Trump pressed Ukraine leader to look into Biden, and and then it says this is the first couple of paragraphs. It says President Trump asked Ukrainian President Zelensky to work with his personal attorney Rudy Giuliani and his attorney general to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden's role in the firing Ukra- the Ukraine pr- prosecutor, according to a five-page partial transcript of the call between the two leaders released by the White House on Wednesday. There's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you do with the Attorney General, that'd be great. That's in quotes, uh, Trump told Zelensky on the July 25th call. So there was a whistleblower that came out and said that somehow Donald Trump was kind of holding over the head of the president of Ukraine. He was holding uh, military support over the head of this guy that he'd, if he did not get out there and prosecute Joe Biden, I guess, and look into Joe Biden and investigate Joe Biden and his son, then he would he was basically holding over the head of the president any military aid that they were talking about. So what I did is I, I was I always want to go to the first source, right? That's my goal. I want to go to the first source from this and I start looking into it. So I go to Whitehouse.gov and I get to the five page document and it's I think there's some stuff that's stricken from it and all, but it's mostly stuff that's classified information maybe, but it pretty much seems like the entire conversation because it gets them doing their, you know, just congratulations on the victories, the first thing it says, that's the first thing that President Trump says, Uh, we all watched from the United States and you did a terrific job, the way you came from behind somebody who wasn't given much of a chance and you ended up winning easily, it's a fantastic achievement, congratulations. 
And then Zelensky says, and Zelensky, he is a populist candidate as well. I think he was like a, a comedian or something like that. Someone that, that no one expected to win and he ended up winning. So Zelensky is sitting there the, during the entire conversation. This is my feeling about the conversation. You can go and read it if you want to at whitehouse.gov. But the whole conversation is basically Zelensky kind of kissing Donald Trump's butt in a lot of ways because they want the support of America, right? So he's kind of blowing sunshine up Donald Trump's butt. He even uses some of the words of Donald Trump. And I'll I'll talk about that in just a second. So listen to the, he says, this is what Zelensky says after Donald Trump says congratulations. You're absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big and we worked hard for this. We worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. So he's blowing sunshine up Trump's butt. I had an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge and were able to use it as an example for our elections. And yes, it is true that these are unique elections. We are in a unique situation that we were able to achieve a unique success. I'm able to tell you the following the first time. You called me to congratulate me when I won my presidential election. And the second time you're now calling me when my party won the parliamentary election. I think I should run more often so you can call me more often and we can talk over the phone more, phone more often. And then later in the conversation, he's like, you are my friend, Mr. Trump. You are my friend and I am a friend. You know, we are a friend of America and I'm going to have people that are friends of America in my, in my, uh, as the people that are, that surround me in my, um, you know, in my presidency. And I was just thinking to myself, this guy is just really just trying to be on Trump's good side in some ways, right? And obviously they want military aid from, that, that's money. I mean, if, if you can get billions of dollars sent to your country from the United States, from the United States pa- taxpayer, by the way, from you and me, by the way, if he can get that money sent over to the, to uh, Ukraine from the United States, then that's exactly why you would kiss their butt. I mean, we're hol- in, in every way in the world, we're holding it over the head of these people. Anyone that we give foreign aid to, we're holding that over their heads, right? So he has to kiss Donald Trump's butt. But they did talk about, during part of the conversation, President Zelensky, this is what he says. He says, uh, I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next step specifically. We are almost ready to buy more javelins for the United States for defense purposes. So he's talking about that in one of the com- in one part of the conversation. This is pretty much uh, two pages in. So it's it's basically Trump talks, then Zelensky talks, then Trump talks, then Zelensky talks then Trump's talks, and then Zelensky talks again, right? So it's like his fourth time saying something to Donald Trump. And at the end of that paragraph, he says, this is a part of the paragraph, this is what he says first. Not only 100%, but actually 1,000%, I can tell you the following. I did talk to Angela Merkel, and I did meet with her. That's the president of, uh, of, of Germany. I also met with and talked with Macron, and I told them that we were not doing that they are not doing quite as much as they need to be doing on the issues with the sanctions. So it's talking about, I guess, the sanctions over Russia and that these countries are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But then he, the very close of this conversation, he's talking about that stuff with like the Russian, um, the Russian sanctions. And he says, that's the one he says to the, to Donald Trump. I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. 
We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next step. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. So he closes that con- that basically part of the conversation with he's ready to buy more stuff from the United States. And that's like Don- that's like music to Donald Trump's ears when he's hearing that we're going to buy more stuff because obviously uh, Donald Trump is all about the military-industrial complex in some ways, right? Uh, so, and then immediately afterwards, President Trump says this. I would like to I would like you to do us a favor though because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. That's the company that uh, Biden's son worked for, I guess. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server they say Ukraine has it. They are a lot, there are a lot of things that went on. The whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the Attorney General call you or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance. But they say they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if it's possible. I don't I don't know exactly what he's talking about there. That's some inside baseball stuff. But immediately he gets on to as soon as he closes the conversation about defense that we're ready to buy more javelins and all that and thank you for supporting us in our defense. Then President Trump says starts bringing up this crowd strike thing. I wonder if that was the agenda in the first place. I don't know. Clearly he knows that the conversation is being recorded and they're going to transcribe it. But it just seems fishy that Donald Trump would start talking about, or that the president of Ukraine would start talking about defense stuff, and then the president brings up this crowd strike thing. Like, the Ukrainian president didn't bring anything up about crowd strike at all. That's what Donald Trump did. So then this is what, says, this is what Zelensky says afterwards. Yes, it is very important for me and everything that you just mentioned earlier. For me, a president, it is very important, and we are open for any future cooperation. We are ready to open a new page in in cooperation in relations between the United States and Ukraine. For that purpose, I just recalled our ambassador from the United States, and he will be replaced by a very competent and very experienced ambassador who will work hard on making sure that our two nations are getting closer. I would also like and hope to see him having your trust and your confidence and have personal relationships with you so we can cooperate even more so. I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently. We are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to the Ukraine. So I'm not going to get too much further into that. But then after he's talking about, after the president of Ukraine is talking about this particular thing. This is the next thing that Donald Trump says. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. That's the prosecutor that Joe Biden was able to get fired or relieved from his job back when uh, he was the vice president of the United States, and that prosecutor looked like he was going after Joe Biden's son, is what is my understanding from what I've read about it so far. So that's what Donald Trump is saying, that that guy was a very good prosecutor, even though, and he got shut down. And then he says, good, because I heard you had a very good prosecutor. And he was very good and got shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, this, the way 
they shut your very good prosecutor down. You had some very good, very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City. So he's trying to build up Giuliani's credibility. Like, hey, you need to talk to Giuliani. So is Giuliani a messenger in something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get into too many conspiracies or anything like that. It just seems... To me, it seems fishy. There's a little bit of smoke in this whole situation, to be honest with you. Um, is he leading... I don't, I don't necessarily see that Donald Trump was holding money over the head of the Ukrainian president by any means, but he certainly did in several occasions. Like this is where they're talking about. They say there's three times when they mentioned Joe Biden on there, and this is what this is from President Trump. Ready? This is during the same state, the same part of when the president was just saying that he had a very good prosecutor and that he was shut down and all. And then he says that, you know, Rudy Giuliani Giuliani is a very good man. And then he says, the other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son. That Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. That's what he says. And then the Zelensky says, I wanted to tell you about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand and I'm knowledgeable about the situation. Since we have won the absolute majority in our parliament, the next prosecutor general will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start as a new prosecutor in September. He or she will look into the situation specifically to the company that you mentioned on this issue. Going back to Biden's son's company. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So, okay, so he's just giving Donald Trump assurance because this guy's blowing sunshine up Donald Trump's butt the entire time. Donald Trump leads him towards the conversation of Joe Biden, and then he's saying, yes, we're going to look into this and everything else. I don't know if he was holding it over Joe or over a. Uh, I don't know if Donald Trump was holding money over this guy's head by any means, but it just seems fishy to me. It really does. And I look at things, and you guys know this, I look at things relatively unbiased when it comes to the President of the United States. Like, I'm not for him and I'm not against him. I could look at it through clear eyes, and I'm sure you guys can too since you guys are libertarians, right? But it just, the entire conversation seems pretty darn fishy to me. And uh, I wonder, I know this, it definitely stoked the flames of this whole impeachment thing. Like the, the, um, the Congress, Nancy Pelosi, she was the House of Representatives, she was going to open up these impeachment proceedings. And now by releasing this, Donald Trump says, oh, this, you know, this makes it, this is clear that I wasn't trying to hold any money over this guy's head. Yeah, but you still brought up a political opponent to a another you know foreign leader in trying to get them to prosecute this person or look into this person look into the dealings that they had so you're still doing something that's going to be looked at as wrong immoral outside the bounds of what you should be doing on the international stage like there's totally some smoke here guys there really is and it just seemed i don't know i i think that I think that by doing that, by releasing this thing, I guarantee you 
that over the next couple of days, you're going to see these proceedings continue to go forward. Now, they could not get anything on Trump with this Russiagate. They couldn't get anything on this Mueller investigation. Like, they tried, and everyone's all up in arms about this stuff. But this is something that there might be a little bit of smoke there. I don't know. I'd love to see some more of these transcripts. I'd love to read some more about what, what they're talking about. I would love to see how the president spins it uh, even more. We'll see that over the next couple of days as well. Um, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Will this hurt Donald Trump or help him as he pursues re-election? That's the key to this entire thing, right? Joe Biden is going to be hurt in this whole situation. Joe Biden did something that maybe is outside of the realm of what a vice president should be doing as well. Getting a prosecutor fired in another country. Getting the, you know, the, the, the main prosecutor. That's like them going and get, that's like Russia going and getting Robert Mueller fired or something. Like Joe Biden, his son was working for this company. His son was the one that was working for the company. And all of a sudden, this CrowdStrike company... And all of a sudden, Joe Biden's able to get the prosecutor that was looking into him fired and put somebody else into place. Yeah, that's that's something that Joe Biden shouldn't have been doing in the first place. And Donald Trump brought that up, obviously. He did. Donald Trump said, it. yeah, two wrongs does not make a right, though. Two wrongs does not make a right in politics. I mean, politics, I guess three wrongs is right. Ten wrongs is right in politics. The more you're wrong, the more you're right in politics, it seems like to me. But just because Joe Biden did something wrong, Donald Trump is going to play on that. But is it is what Donald Trump did wrong as well? I, I think, I mean, you could honestly say that there is smoke there and there is possibly some fire there. And did he go out? Did he go outside the legal bounds of what he's allowed to do? I'm not an expert on that stuff, so I'm not sure. I am not an expert on that, but definitely it's something that I would agree they should look into it in some way. They should probably look into it in some way. Impeachment proceedings, though, I don't know if they can go that far. Um, I, I guess they are going that far, but that's going to be a, that, that, that's a different story, guys, than this because. The Democrats have wanted to impeach Trump from day one. They've been looking for every reason to do it. Just like Republicans are always looking for any reason to impeach their, the opposition president as well. So the Democrats have been looking for it. They found something they could jump on now, right? And immediately, Nancy Pelosi starts looking into the proceedings, starts investigating it. So she's going to go through with this whole thing. Is it going to hurt the Democrats? Is it going to hurt Donald Trump? Here's my opinion on it, guys. I don't think so. I think it's not going to hurt Donald Trump at all. He has those people that are like that. 32, 33% of people that just absolutely love him without a shadow of a doubt. They're not going to they're not going to um leave Donald Trump's side for nothing, even if he killed someone in the streets of New York, like they like he said back in 2015 when he was running. And uh they're not going to leave his side. 89% of Republicans want Donald Trump to be their candidate. Donald Trump's approval rating, according to Rasmussen, was like 52% the other day, like way higher than it has been in a long time. Unappro- approval versus unapprove was like 52 to 48. So like he has been 
doing okay in that realm right there. He's everything's been going smooth there, and uh, for the people that really love him, I mean, they're not going to go away from the guy at all. The people that really hate him, they're just going to really hate him. Everyone else is in the middle, and all those people in the middle are the votes that they're fighting for. Are the Democrats going to look petty by going after Donald Trump in this situation? Is it going to help Donald Trump? Is it going to make the normal people, the people that aren't really politically engaged whatsoever, are they going to go along with Donald Trump with this? Is it going to hurt him in their eyes? I'm not convinced that it will. I think that the impeachment proceedings for uh, Bill Clinton back in the day, like they helped him out. They made him even more popular because they thought that the Republicans were going after him for something stupid. Yeah, he lied under oath. He lied to Congress, I guess, and he's not allowed to do that. That's illegal, but they thought it was petty. Same thing with this. I, I mean, there's not, according to this transcript, there's not enough there for me to think to myself, yeah, he needs to be impeached. And I think that a lot of people are going to feel the same way as well. It's just who gets their message out there the most, though, right? Right? Who can write the write the story today that in a year people will look back and say, you know, that was the way that the way that the history was written. So that's how the, the it's framed in people's minds. How is the news going to be framed in people's minds today? The Democrats are going to look at it as impeach him. He's a corrupt president. Blah 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 blah. But is the normal person, is the person that's not politically engaged, is that going to be a person that's going to look at him and think the same thing? I don't even know if they're going to look into it that deeply, to be honest with you. Not as deeply as I did. I mean, most of you guys might probably won't even look into it as deeply as I did. At least you're listening to this show, though, so you can have a general idea of what's going on. But I just don't think that it hurts Donald Trump whatsoever. Um, He is Teflon in some ways when it comes to his followers. Teflon... Trump, Teflon Don, oh, Teflon Don, there we go, I just came up with the name, but obviously that's another um, person, but Teflon Donald Trump, that's, I mean, he he's un, unscathed in a lot of ways whenever he does something wrong, and I just don't think that it'll hurt him, I think that when it really comes down to it in 2020, people are going to look at the economy, they're going to look at the economy, and if the economy is good, if their pocketbooks are, if their pocketbooks are fat, if the stock market's still going well, if the stock market goes from 26,900 right now to like 30,000 by then, yeah, everyone will be happy and they'll be okay with reelecting them. That's pretty much what they're going to look at. Their medical care, is that going up or down? I think like 15% of people care about that as an issue. I think most people care about their pocketbooks and whether they're able to feed their kids tomorrow. You know, that's about it. That's about what most people look at, and I think that's going to be the main major decisions. Now, the Democrats that hate Donald Trump, they are going to be in, up in arms with this guy for the next year and a half. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, do I think that Donald Trump is going to step down from office? And that's another thing that people are saying. Well, he's going to eventually step down. I don't know. I, I don't see that happening either. Um, if he does get impeached, he might... He might be somebody that would kind of try to save face if things really go south, though, where he'd step down, say, because I love this country and it's whatever, so it's for the best of the country, da-da-da, but I don't see that happening either. He's a very prideful guy. He's one that will not take a loss ever, 
and uh, he'll keep on pushing forward as much as people are against him. So we'll see what happens, man. But this is an interesting thing that's going on right now. Um, it's only happened three times in America where we've had impeachment proceedings happen, and uh, we all know it was with with Bill Clinton in the past as well. I can't I can't think of who the previous one. It might have been Nixon or something. It must have been Nixon because he's the one that stepped down uh, back in the seventies. So. Uh, but this is only the third time it's happened, and it's, uh, un- I, mean, I mean, the way that they're going to go about it, that'll be interesting to watch as well. We've got a year and a half of this now, because these things take a long time. The one for uh, for President Clinton, I think it went on for like a year and a half, so we'll see what happens, but it'll be interesting to talk about, but my main thing is, for Ion 2020, is this going to hurt or help Donald Trump? I don't know that it helps him, but I don't think it hurts him, Okay. Actually, it might help him because it might get the people that are like his followers, the ones that really want love him, it might get them to get entrenched even further in their support. And it'll get them angry that the Democrats are going to go after this guy like that, and then they'll get out there and vote. So we'll see. We'll see. But hey, that's all I got for you today. Uh, go ahead, if you like what you hear, subscribe to the show. That'll help to grow these numbers. You could hear the show tomorrow. You could also go back and listen to any episodes that I have in the past as well, 190 of them before this one. That's great, right? Um, putting, putting one show out every single day since January, and uh, every day Monday through Friday since January, and I don't plan on stopping. So I've, I've considered the idea of going for Monday through Thursday and dropping Friday. Friday is usually the one that gets the least listens anyway because it's over the weekend that people, you know, most people listen to the show the next day a lot of times, um, or same day or next day or like in the next couple of days after that. That's what I've noticed. And uh, Friday usually gets the least amount. So I've thought about doing that. Let me know what you guys think, though. You can do that, Ray, at IamTheEmpire.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And also, IamTheEmpire.com is the website. And you can also find me, I am the Empire at f- Facebook and Twitter, okay? Uh, Five-star ratings and reviews help me out a lot. So now that I'm ending this show, you can stop listening. And you can go into your little podcatcher and get a hit that little five star button right you just gotta scroll down past all my shows do a little five stars and then review that helps out a lot as well and i appreciate those that do that and then the last thing that you can do is come back tomorrow and you can have clear vision for 2020 hey guys i'm excited to announce the new podcast i'm coming out with called First year in sales with Ray Eaton. Now, if you're not a salesperson, then it might not be for you. But if you are a salesperson, or if you know another salesperson, go ahead and direct them towards this show. It's going to be a show that is based upon helping somebody that's in their first year in sales, or maybe even somebody that is in sales already and just wants to brush up on some of the sales skills that they need in order to be successful. I'm focusing on habits and also different parts of the sales process in order to help people to become more successful in their sales job. So like I said, if you know somebody that's in sales, or if you yourself are in sales, go ahead and check out this podcast. It's on all of your podcatchers, anything that you would listen to. And that is called First Year in Sales with Ray Ian.